What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, and I'm here to learn you a thing or two. For this episode, I'll be telling a story from Arthurian legend, that being stories of King Arthur, Camelot, and the Knights of the Round Table. This one starts as a New Year's feast, and everyone has having a good time in King Arthur's Great Hall. When suddenly, a giant green knight riding a giant green horse just strolls into the hall. It's not like just his armor is green, he's got green skin, green horse, green hair. Carpet definitely matches the drapes. This dude is green as fuck. Arthur's like all... What the hell, man? You're tracking in mud. No animals in the feasting hall. The knight offers everyone in the room a game. He'll basically go blow for blow with anyone, except he will hit you back a year later for some reason. Oh, and they get to use his big-ass axe, and they obviously get to go first. Now, for the first time in any mythology, everyone in the room is rightfully suspicious. This isn't some normal dude off the street. This dude is obviously some kind of magical being. He's got green fucking skin. They're all like, fuck off, Shrek. Arthur doesn't even respond because, well, this is obviously a trap, so the Green Knight taunts him, saying he's not enough of a man to take on the challenge. Now, in just about all mythologies, when the taunts start flying is when rationality goes completely out the window, and it's on like Donkey Kong. Arthur's all pissed off, and he grips the handle of the axe, but Sir Gawain manages to stop him. Not because he's the voice of reason, but because this big green idiot just insulted his boy, he's not going to let that stand. He wants to take a crack at him instead. So in one swing, Sir Gawain managed to decapitate the big green knight. To everyone's surprise, because everyone is an idiot, green knight isn't actually dead. Not even a little. He just laughs and put his, puts his head back on. I'm not sure what the people in the room were like actually expecting. Like, What other possible outcome could there be for someone who proposed this sort of challenge? Did they assume that this guy just didn't think of aiming for the neck? Like, oh, good job, Gawain. If I went up there, I probably would have cut his fingers off, but you had a good strategy. So the green knight leaves. And is all remember, like, remember our deal. I get to hit you with my axe in a year, so come find me. It's the Green Chapel. It's the only big, all-green house in the land. You can't fucking miss it. So after a year of worrying, Sir Gawain actually goes off and looks for this guy. Probably some stupid reason, like honor. But honestly, the guy just casually strode into a castle for the first time. So who's to say that if Gawain didn't show up, that he wouldn't just come back looking for him? Gawain is out wandering around, and he's looking for this Green Chapel. Apparently just having a greenhouse isn't really enough of a direction when you have the entire fucking country to explore. So Gawain can't find this place. He eventually comes across a castle and the lord of the castle, a man named Bertilak. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know that place. I'll show you there, but like, come hang out for a few days because you still got three days left, right? Gawain's like, yeah, totally. It's not suspicious that you know that at all. So he's got nothing better to do. And he's like, yeah, cool. I like castles anyway. Bertilak likes to go hunting. He strikes a deal with Gawain. He'll go hunting, and Gawain will just chill in the castle. At the end of the day, they'll trade the stuff they found. As if all the shit in the castle didn't already belong to Bertilak. So Gawain, completely not learning his lesson about games that seem too good to be true, is like, yeah, totally, you're on, I've never had a game go sour for me. So the first day, Bertilak goes out hunting deer, and Gawain just basically chills in bed. Bertilak's wife sneaks in and tries to seduce Gawain, but he's like a chaste version loser, and pushes her advances. She does manage to kiss him, though. So when Bertilak gets back, it's time to pay up for the wager. And while Bertilak gives Gawain the deer carcass, Gawain in turn just kisses him on the mouth. Bertilak doesn't question who he kissed or his willingness to just pucker up and lay it on a dude, so I will. I am saying that maybe the whole chastity bit wasn't the reason Gawain didn't want to have sex with a woman. Second day, same stuff happens. Bertilak's wife is just throwing it at Gawain, but he's like, no, vagina is ooey. She manages to force two kisses on him, committing all sorts of sexual assault. Bertilak comes back, having killed a boar, and gives it to Gawain, 
And in turn, Gwen gives him two kisses. Now, it's written as two kisses, but I find it a lot funnier to picture this as, like, first base, second base. Me and Gwen just had to, like, fondle Bertilak a little in order to pay his debt. Whole time, Bertilak is just like, yeah, this was our wager. I'm not even going to question who felt you up, even though it seems like my wife is the only other person here. Weird, right? On the third day, Bertilak's wife still doesn't get the hint and is all over Gwen trying to get that forbidden D. He's not having it, so she gives him... He gives... She gives him three kisses and tells him to have her girdle and he's like oh no that touched a lady but she's like hold up listen it's a magic girdle it can prevent death Gwen is like oh actually that's perfect preventing death is exactly what i need right now doesn't ask her why she has a, such a powerful object that essentially gives you immortality or why she's just willing to give it away for free for no apparent reason he's just like oh thanks cool so when the time comes to trade bertilak gives Gwen a fox that he killed and Gwen gives Bertilak an awkward over-the-pants hand job, but doesn't give him the girdle. He keeps that for himself. The next day is finally the day where he's supposed to be hit with an axe by the Jolly Green Giant, so the Lord sends one of his servants to lead Gwen to the Green Chapel. He comes upon a cave, and he hears a whetstone going to work. The Green Knight is sharpening his axe in anticipation for Gwen's neck. He comes out of the cave and is like, okay, assume the position. Gwen is literally on a chopping block. The Green Knight takes a swing, but stops right before hitting his neck. He readies again, and fakes him out again. Now that Gwen has sufficiently filled his pants, the Green Knight is like, okay, enough jokes, this one's for serious. He reels his arm back, and then lightly nicks Gwen's neck. Gwen is understandably confused as hell. The Green Knight is like, surprise, it was me, Bertilak, all along. You didn't give me the girdle, so I drew some blood, but we're all good now. He professes that Gawain has proven himself a worthy knight without equal in all the land. Now Gawain has basically cut this dude's head off and then skimped on a second bet to try and weasel his way out of the first bet. So I can only assume when he says worthy knight, he basically means he was a great kisser and he joined their time together. Because that's like the only thing Gawain's done right in this whole story. Awkward sexual favors. So Gawain is still like, what the hell man, why go through all this trouble? Bertilak tells him that Morgan Le Fay was behind the whole thing. She was basically just fucking with everyone. Gwen's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's what she does. Now, I'm super ashamed of lying, so I'm going to wear this girdle as a reminder to tell the truth. Is this guy a great bullshit artist or what? Like, oh, I'm so sorry I lied and got found out. As penance, I'll wear this magic girdle that prevents death. Oh, woe is me wearing a lady's girdle. I don't even care that it prevents death. It's not even like that's useful in my job as a knight. What a douchebag. So that's the story of Gwen and the Green Knight. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the uh, episode. Subscribe to get notified when more go up and leave a comment for what you'd like to hear in the future.